Welcome to your soon-to-be home for subpar soccer, Austin, Texas. This is the most underrated sports podcast in our own parents' homes. Backdoor cover. I'm your host, Dan Regester, and I am joined, as always, with Ross Bolin. You implying that only our parents listen to this show? It's underrated in our own parents' homes. Like, my dad's more of a Mikey Miss guy. Yeah, so they might listen to more than one sports podcast, but this is the most underrated among those podcasts that they listen to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that other voice you hear is Dylan Shivery. Wait, we're not actually getting soccer, right? That's just, I mean, it's not actually happening. Uh, it's vote, the votes today. Oh, it's happening. The city, Austin City Council is, is discussing this as we speak. Yeah. Ugh. Micah is visibly shaken. I'm disgusted. I want a soccer, though. You don't want a soccer? No. I really want a soccer. I just want a pro team in the city. Yeah, I'm yeah that doesn't count. Listen, we because it's like the it's like the eighth best soccer league in the world, right? If you're listening if that, and you're wondering why would these idiots argue about this, it we don't have a professional sports team here in Austin. We don't have the NBA. We don't have the NFL. We don't have the MLS. We Austin, don't have the NHL. We got the Longhorns, baby. Austin is the largest city in the United States without a professional sports franchise. Yes, and the reason for that. I don't really know. It's because it's well, it's because the Longhorns have always dominated the market. You know, University of Texas is all that anybody's ever cared about here, and well, uh, it's also a pro game experience. We're also surrounded by three big cities who have a that plethora too. of Dallas, franchises. San Antonio, and Houston. So Austin's just kind of stuck in the middle with, with literally no, like right in the middle. Yeah, uh, and we have the Longhorns, which is our default professional team, right? Which in a city of mostly transplants, nobody cares anymore. Not as many people care. Well, it, okay, don't there are a lot of bandwagon uh Longhorn fans in Austin, but as the Longhorns have kind of struggled uh the last what, 5 10 years, about 9 years, yeah. 8 8 years, it's it's become a little more painful to be in Austin and be a sports guy. Like we don't it would be sick to just be able to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go to an MLB game or whatever, like baseball? going to going to catch Shit, a we game. We got baseball. Anything, dude. I just I, need I would take something. I would take hockey, football, basketball, and baseball. I would I would go if you were like, all right, here's the deal. You got to go kill ten homeless people, and then we get an NHL team. I would do it. Yeah, even for hockey. Yeah, and I don't even give a fuck about hockey. Would if Austin got a professional team, would that become your second favorite? Yes. Okay. Nah. I'd have to. I, I look. Well, you're asking like, all right, for Dan, like he's a, a Philly guy. Would Austin guys become, yeah, would Austin sports become the back burner to his fandom? This was like an oddly similar situation to Orlando. City full transplants, uh, not a whole lot of sports teams. They had the Magic. Sure. I was never an Orlando Magic fan. Like, I'd go to a game occasionally because, like, they were super cheap. Well, nobody's been an Orlando Magic fan since, like, 1998. Since Shaq. You've you've made it home here now, though, Dan. This is your home. Yeah. But I lived in Orlando longer. Okay, but this is. Your current home. So I guess my, my adult home is Austin. So if, if Austin Orlando. picked up an NFL team, obviously you're going to always be a, a Philly fan, an Eagles fan. Right. But let's say they're not good. You can latch on to the Austin, whatever you call it. Yeah, if the, if the Austin team's better, you got to bandwagon it, right? I'm not saying bandwagon. It'd be your second favorite squad. Uh, Probably not. Okay. But I, it would be very conflicting if uh, this will never happen. But if Austin somehow got into the NBA game... Then that would fuck me all. Obviously, look, no, no decision. I'm a Rockets diehard, but it would get weird just because I'd I'd go to a lot of the games. If we had an NBA team, I'd I'd go to a couple games a week probably. Like I'm a psycho NBA fan. Yeah, you're but psycho. I mean, the MLS is perfect because I'm not like a huge exactly. Philadelphia Union guy. Right. 
Like, I don't give a shit. And I don't give a shit about, you know, I, I appreciate the Dynamo and I appreciate the fact that they have lots of fans in Houston, but I'm not one of them. And I don't give a fuck about that team and I can't name a single soccer player on it. So I'm totally down with this. Like, I would be easily bandwagoning the uh, Austin Bats or whatever the fuck they decide Plus, to call the team. How much it would upset Micah? That's the main cannot reason. Cannot be undersold here. That's the main reason for rooting for it, really, is that I think it would be bad enough to where Micah would legitimately pick it outside of the stadium in an effort to try to get the team and the stadium shut down. With, like, a giant inflatable rat? Yeah. Like when, one of those deals? Yes. When they go to break ground... You know, it'll be like the mayor, the owner of the team, and like, you know, some other dickhead from the MLS, and they'll all have golden shovels, and they'll be out there like ready to break ground. You're going to see Micah in the background with a sign that just says like sellouts or something that he's holding up. (laughs) Micah would call in like a bomb threat. Yeah. Before they cut the ribbon. He's the number one enemy of Major League Soccer trying to develop a presence in Austin, and they don't even know it. Like, this is dangerous for them, and they need to be, they need to have Mike on their radar. He's aggressive with it. Yeah, he's very outspoken, especially on social media, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'm with him, but I, I don't care as much as him as to, you know, I just voice think my opinion any, everywhere. Anything that gives us more options for entertainment, especially in the realm of sports, I'm for. Even, even if soccer sucks, the team would suck. MLS as, as a whole sucks. It does suck. It sucks balls. Dude, fuck it. Maybe we get Ronaldo in like three years. If the guys, if the yeah. guys playing in the MLS were tier one soccer players from around the world, yeah, it'd be cool. I could get behind it. Sure, but this is basically a developmental league. No, you get to see washed up, like yeah, it's stars like, of yesterday. It's more like the Florida of professional sports leagues. It's where you go to retire. Yeah, like after you're done running yeah. the European circuit, you go get a hundred mil to hang out in LA and play for the Shit, Galaxy. You see that uh, that play that went pretty viral the other day Rooney. about Wayne Rooney. Yes, that was sick. That was maybe the best thing I've ever seen. Dude, they have good guys. I Don't didn't know he wrong. was in the MLS until that hit Sports Center. <laughs> it's all over Instagram yeah. and shit. Yeah. I think he just got the DC. <laughs> yeah, no, that's recent. He's, He's had he like a cup of over. coffee there. The guy I keep seeing is Ibrahimovic. He he makes in LA. Oh, yeah. that that guy. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He, he legitimately believes that he's like a god, a god, the king of America now, that everybody cares about soccer when nobody gives a shit. He's just running around with a ponytail dominating all the scrubs that we have in the MLS. Nobody cares. And I feel like he's not even the most important LA team, like soccer team. He thinks he could run for president or like something. LAFC saw- has a little bit more juice going right <laughs> yeah. now. I saw some quote about him thinking he could run for president or something. I don't know. He's a very he entertaining need, dude. Slot. He to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so today in sports history, 1993, Nolan Ryan picks up his 324th career win. That was also his final W. Nolan Ryan. Uh, was was he a childhood hero? Recently, guys? absolutely. Recently was the anniversary of the Robin Ventura mound charge, the which fight? is one of my, fa- my favorite sports fight of all time. It's the headlock. Yes. Heard around oh, the my world. God. Yes, I would argue... That not just one of the greatest sports fights of all time, one of the greatest sports moments, period. If you're a... Okay, so at the time, I don't remember which year it was, Ventura was a young dude, obviously a power-hitting, you know... Up-and-coming guy, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what position he played. If we got first base, outfield, something like that. Anyway, if you're going to charge the mound uh, against an old-ass Nolan Ryan, Ryan, number one... Better know what you're doing. You better win that fight. (laughs) That was August 4th, 1993. Number two, that's a legend. What are you doing? Oh, so that's so for him to get his ass kicked and me being you know, a Texas guy, right. that was a moment for me. Dude, Nolan Ryan was already a legend at that point. 
it it just made him even more of a legend to be the old wily guy who threw the young kid in a headlock and landed several blows to his fucking top of his head and his face uppercuts. I don't think the Ventura- best part is Nolan wasn't kicked out of the game. Robin Ventura was. <laughs> They just let he just kept pitching after that. Ventura or too afraid of Nolan Ryan. I don't think he was prepared. I think he he didn't have a game plan. He dude. realized that he fucked up yeah. on his way to the mound, and he, <laughs> yes. once he got there, he didn't know what to do. So he, he just kind of like lunged at, at Nolan Ryan, and he was like, "All right, well, I'm going to whip your ass because <laughs> you don't have a plan, and I'm Nolan Ryan." And you put him in a headlock, and you just started pounding his face. Dude, in. there's people like my dad had a poster of Nolan with fucking what's his name in a headlock. Like landing one of those punches on him. And it, Noted just, touch and base host Dave Ruff has one. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, oh, it's, it's iconic. I actually have the exact same print. <laughs> like the first day at Grand X, I walked in and Dave has the exact same like printed uh, art piece that I have of Nolan Ryan having this guy in a headlock. It's it's, it's hilarious still. to me that that ended up being like the defining moment of Robin Ventura's career. <laughs> yeah. Like and that's he had, what you he had of. some big moments. Yeah, his but when you so, think of him, that's what you think of. This was like before my sports consciousness was awakened, I guess, because obviously yeah. I was two years old. You were a, I wee, was, a I was, wee lad. I was six. I was a toddler. But it's like something that you know. But you didn't grow up in Texas, where right? I was too young. But it became like a legend. Like everybody knows about this shit. So Ventura, uh, never the same again. Was is this the fight that pretty much like? No, no, he, his had, career? he had a good no, career. He, after he had that. a good career, but. He, this was just the thing that overshadowed it. But no one ever looked at him the same again. Okay. Because he was the bitch who got beat up by a pitcher. <laughs> he was an old man pitcher, dude. Yeah. Like, and don't get, he was still throwing like. He's got that know, old man strength. He got old man strength, whooped his fucking ass. He beat that dude's ass. That's a fucking ass kicking. Yeah. In, in terms of baseball fights, you can only get a couple punches in before the pile happens. I did not know that he stayed in the game, though. He fucked that guy. Robin That's Ventura played 16 years in the majors and was a manager for four years, five years, and. The first thing you hear, think about is time forty year old man punch him in the face. Forty, <laughs> dude, forty years old though. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, here's the quote from Zlatan Ibrahimovic, real quick. They're lucky I didn't come ten years ago. I would be the president. I don't know what that's, that means. That's not how politics. That's not how it works at all. Robin really Ventura not. also won an Olympic gold medal in 1988, <laughs> and two time All Star, six time Gold Glove Award winner, uh, Golden Spikes Award, which I think is like the the Heisman of college baseball. And he's always known for just getting his ass whipped. Oklahoma State, I believe, is where he went. Yeah. Dude, Nolan Ryan has 839 more strikeouts than the next closest pitcher, who's Randy Johnson. 839? He pitched for like 50 years. Dude, and Randy Johnson used to mow him down. Dude, do you know how many games you would have to play to to narrow that until he was like, what, 43 maybe? Something like that? 42 or 43? That's not a touchable record. You'd have to pitch till you're 50 fucking years old. Or you just throw gas. That, yeah. That's what he did, though. Like, more than anybody ever has since. All he did was throw gas. He either walked you or struck you out. He was a badass. For sure. Freak. 2004, VJ Singh wins the PGA Championship at Whistling Straits. VJ. Was that the last major he won? I believe so. Man. Well, yeah. we'll Mike, a fact check that. Uh, and then in 2007, NBA referee Tim Donahue surrenders to police and pleads guilty to charges brought up by the FBI investigation that he pleads bet or that he placed bets on games that he refereed. This guy. It is amazing to me that David Stern doesn't get more flack for that whole thing happening under his watch. It really is. Like people don't talk shit about Stern much. That was a really bad scandal. It could have fucking it oh, crippled it was the league. Terrible. It could have destroyed it. 
My my favorite part about this is my little league coach, shouts to Coach Beck, got involved in this gambling ring and he How? was arrested. No way. Yeah. Dude, so what? So shouts to Coach Beck. Coach Beck's a de- degenerate? Damn. Hey, by the way, do you know where Vijay Singh is from? Fiji. I didn't know that. He's from that. Fiji, man. Yeah. No. He's a Fijian. He's Fijian. Fijian. Greatest yeah. Fijian athlete ever? The only athlete ever from Fiji. I thought he was Indian this whole time. No. Nah, man. I'm not good at picking out the races. I'm just not. That's a that's an island that's I would a hard love one to, to visit. Fiji seems like a magical place. Shh. Fuck yeah, dude. It yeah. looks awesome. I, how many people live in Fiji? Can't Population be more than like 40. of Fiji. Two quick updates. Uh, the PGA was Vijay's last major win. And Nolan Ryan pitched until he was 46. Yeah, that's why he has the records. That's like Emmett Smith. He pitched in okay, every Russian. Don't. He was a major league pitcher from 1968 to 1993. Dude, there's you don't it's not a knock that he was able to remain on the field. Longevity. He pitched in yeah, four decades. people down. That's not a knock. He pitched professionally in four decades. Yeah, like <laughs> I hate it when people it's say absurd. like, oh, the only reason he has that record no. is because he played so props many more for, games. Props for the longevity. You know how hard that is to do, yeah. dude? You know how fucking exhausting that is? You know, my arm is tired every day, and I haven't thrown a baseball in 10 years, and I pitched for like six. He pitched until he was 46. It's all that cranking you do, I think. It is all the cranking. <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, that's, that is insane. Yeah, it is. It, there, it's wild. There are guys whose careers are cut short in their twenties because they blow out their Tommy yeah, John dude, surgery. Dudes or have Tommy John like every other year. And and Nolan pitched till he was almost fifty. That's crazy. If I'll be happy and if bringing I can, heat, if I can crank when I'm fifty, much less throw a fastball 100 miles an hour. You, hey, keep us sh- updated. Beat the shit out of kids. <laughs> Fuck, how fast do you think you could throw a, like a fastball right now? If we went to like one of those uh, I fast bet, pitch machines, I bet hitting? you could touch 85. You're touching 85. No, me? Yeah. No, per- fuck no. I was talking personally. about Nolan Ryan. Us um, right now. I could touch 85 right now. I'm 27. No, you couldn't. I bet dude. you I could. No, you I couldn't. I might be hitting Dude, something. I have a gun. Everybody knows dude, that. You and could, I, no, you couldn't, I'm a baseball dude. guy. I bet you... Uh, I, we don't, we don't want it. You don't want to do this. I can throw 85. Dylan, do we have to do this? No, we don't have to. I'll I'm g- just I'll saying I can. Two, if you can throw 85, what's the, what are the, what are the, how much warm-up time do you get? How many pitches do you get to throw in, in preparation for the, the gun? Why should that matter? Give as if, much time as I need. We'll give him 15 minutes. No, because, well, you know, well, okay, fine. I'll say if you can touch 85, 200 bucks. I'll put 200 bucks on it. I will do this. I will <laughs> touch you, 85. If, if you can't do it, you got to give me 50 bucks. Deal. Okay, deal. You're giving him odds. You're giving him good odds. I haven't played he baseball. can't throw 85, dude. The last time I played baseball, like actual baseball, was in 2002. That's 16 years ago if you're at 85 is really fast. <laughs> Dude, 85 is a, is a good fastball. It I, is. But my, my I still have my it's, arm. It's a good fastball to pick the corners with. Jimmy oh, Moyer style. This is going to be embarrassing for you. <laughs> I feel bad that I'm making you do this, but you're going to have but to do it. I'm already thinking how I'm going to spend that 200. I never underestimate When are we Dylan. doing this? I want to get on the books. I, I get, never underestimate Dylan athletically. I'm I've seen you. him throw a fucking football and beat multiple quarterbacks in a I'm long toss competition. Though. I have learned my lesson <laughs> other in, than Blake Portals in betting against Dylan and, Look, and and but this is a whole other level. Listen, this, is, this is not a smart bet on his part. I don't want this to be one of those conversations that gets lost in the shuffle and never actually happens. Let's, like when you were supposed to bleach your anus? Yeah, let's get it on the books. <laughs> you never did that. <laughs> Just yeah, so you people, never did. There are people listening who are like, "Oh, I remember that he motherfucker promised he would bleach his asshole." All right, and fifty he never bucks did. and an anal bleaching. 
<laughs> if you don't uh, touch eighty five, dude, I'll be I'll be straight up with you. If you if you throw eighty five, I'll be happy to give you two hundred dollars. That's that would be insane. All right, that'd be an insane. Right, feat. Let's do this. Let's then. do. It. Well, that would be in the next two weeks. As impressive as a forty year old Nolan Ryan beating the shit. Where out do of we us. go? A carnival? It, I don't know. It gonna happen. <laughs> That's the next thing I was thinking. Like, where do you even find? We'll find a speed a radar gun. Is there like a is y'all? Did y'all ever hear of Baseball USA? Did that you know exist what? everywhere? Right down the street here, there's the uh, batting cages. I bet you they have. They a might gun. have something like that. I bet you they got a radar gun. We got to make like sure it's indoor like top of the cages. line, though. I don't want some fuck, you know. We'll get a some no. faulty radar. Right, gun. I, yeah. this is important. It's two hundred dollars. It's all juiced We'll get two guns. On I'm it. not fuck Travis it. Scott. I can't just be giving money out. Like that I, was I wild. need this to be legitimate. I thought you did give money out. Well, the money that he gave me, he oh. chopped it up ten ways. That's pretty nice. He chopped it up, baby. <laughs> I enjoyed that tweet. Yeah. All right, let's just get into the biggest story of the week. Bella Reeve, we've had a week to digest. What's our takeaway from the weekend? Yeah, dude, that uh, I've never been more like in awe of a look. Everybody wants to complain that everybody's tiger take is the same. Oh, the tiger effect. Everybody wants to talk about the tiger effect. If you're one of the people that's trying to dump on that take by making it like everybody's saying this, you're an idiot. If you if you were watching that it's just unfold, yeah, it's not. When he's walking over the bridge, yeah, and there's a that sea of people, like "fuck yes, Tiger, we're doing it, we're making the comeback." No other human being on the planet arouses that type of passion. Outside of maybe Jesus, that's exactly yes. that is exactly what I said on Touching Base when we talked about this. It's I nuts. said, has there ever been an athlete that gets people this just like amped up for performing well? And I don't think there one is. The beauty Christ. of it, the beauty of it, is that he is not a good public speaker. He's very monotone. He's very. He's an asshole. He's kind of a dickhead. Uh, he cheated on his wife a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. Destroyed his marriage. Mm-hmm. Had a drug problem. Uh, got a got DUI. Popped. Got popped for a drug problem. Had to do a stint in rehab for painkillers. Let's talk about the injuries. Was a total mess for an entire decade with back injuries. Apparently, and he has come back and is able to inspire that kind of passion. Apparently told Nick Faldo at the Masters in 2017, of he, which he did not play in because he was injured, he had the back issue, he said, yeah, I'm done, I'm never I'm, playing My again. back is fucked. That was a year and a half ago. And he now had he's, to, He had to completely redo his swing, and here he is playing unbelievable golf. And I think that's what's so amazing about it to me, though, is like if with most athletes that inspire that kind of emotion from fans and spectators... They're very well spoken or they're like trying to hype up the crowd like let's fucking go or whatever like you know LeBron pumping on his chest and doing the fucking LeBron dance or whatever. There's none of that from Tiger. I will say Tiger Tiger has totally softened up in recent years and he's got this whole new dynamic as a dad that people might relate with. Sure. A little bit better. Uh, He's a little bit more humble. He's definitely um, he's a little bit more realistic with his expectations. He's like he's like a legend that died and then came back to life. Just like Jesus. I mean, really. He's black Jesus. Because we he we wrote him off for years and years and years. Dude. Like this, the greatest to ever play the game, he's done. I hope he got a glimpse of it because it's never happening again. Right. And boom, here he is We're back. getting another glimpse of Making it. a charge on Sunday at a major. Dylan, not, back to your original point where he's saying he's playing incredible golf. Not just incredible golf. The best golf of his major career. 266 tied his lowest combined score in a major uh, for a player that did, or that did not win. And it also tied, uh, or it beat Tiger's lowest score by three strokes in a major career. What he is able to do in terms of viewership, in terms of getting people to care about the game, is not explainable. There is no level of that. Yes, people love a comeback story. 
Uh, yes, some people like cheering for kind of a dickhead, but there's no explaining the, the that impact that he has, man. I, people His think game of him though, as too. like an immortal, basically. It, I he mean, is, he is kind yeah. of. He it's shot crazy. a 64 on Sunday and didn't hit a fucking fairway on the front nine. It's cr- it's crazy. That he's just. It's like he's. He almost represents America at this point. Like it's like, you know what I mean? We we had this guy who was the most famous and incredible athlete on the planet, who. Crumbled in front During of everybody. His peak, he was the most famous person on the planet. Probably, yes, I think it's fair. Probably to say. the most recognizable and famous person on the planet, point yeah. blank. Who fell as far as you can fall, and now is like slowly. I mean, very, very slowly over the course of literally a decade, made his way back to almost the top. And everybody wants to see him reach the peak well, and plant the fucking tiger flag. That's what we'd like to do. In America, is once a guy gets too high, we like break to see him, him down. fall. We but then break... we like to see the redemption story. Yes, we're sick. We're sadistic we're fucks. We're a sick <laughs> fucking country. And the funny thing is, if he finds a way to win a major, it'll be interesting to see how people react. Will we try to tear him down again? <laughs> because we're so sick. I don't know. But I, dude. So that's my question. Uh, it's on everybody's mind. How many more majors does he have in him, realistically? To win? That he's going to win. Man, I'd be. I think he'll win two. Two, Ooh, two. two. I think, dude, two would be best case scenario. I think yeah. he'll win six, six more tournaments. All right. So for con- you think he's gonna win six more tournaments? Two of them being majors. For context, yeah. uh, four total majors of four hundred and forty-seven all time have been won by a player who's forty-three or older. Uh, Ever. La- last to do it was Phil Mickelson in the two thousand thirteen Open, and then Ben Cren- Ben Crenshaw in the ninety-five Masters. Both were forty-three. Tiger turns 43 in December. Uh, but next year, his best chances Dude. are probably you got PGA in May uh, at Bethpage, which he owns, and then the U.S. Opens at Pebble Beach. Think of how the narrative of Tiger Woods in majors has changed. Okay, when he was coming up and winning major after major, it was not is he going to break Nicholas's record, it's by how much. Okay, right. And then all this shit happened with him, and then he, you know, the fallout it with fucked his wife up, right. and his personal life, and then his back just crumbled and then it was like uh, he's never winning another tournament again much less a major now right. he's back it's coming back around no he's not going to break nicholas's record no but now we're talking about him winning majors again and it's fucking exciting just him being in the conversation and not being injured after two rounds do you remember it's nice when the tiger stuff happened when his wife busted his ass and he took the beating and and all that it was. It wasn't depressing at first. It was. It was kind of funny. It was like, what a fucking degenerate! This guy was blowing yeah. cocktail waitresses and shit. Holy shit! Then when you realize the toll it took on him physically, mentally, and on his game, it got really depressing. Yeah. Then when you realized, oh my god, he's never going to be the same. It was the most depressing thing that's ever happened for me in sports. But there was like a little blimp of hope in 2013. He won five times on tour, I think, including the players. And you're like, okay, maybe oh, he was like player back. of the year. Yeah. When he came back, and then. What year was that? Me- 2013. Okay. So, and then he immediately years. went back down to the gutter. Yeah, because there have been these moments where it was like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, you know what I mean? But it, I just, there's never been an arc like that where Man. it's been this level of. He's swinging the club faster and better than he has. Dude, the tiger effect is ever. so real. Dude, the look on his face. First of all, he shows up to the fucking tournament on Sunday wearing tiger red oh. with a backwards hat and, and the, the most fucking abs- wraparound glasses. The wraparound glasses over the fucking hat. Anyone else does that, they're getting chastised. Like, say, I don't know, Zach Johnson rolls in like that. Everybody makes fun of him. Or Justin Rose rolls in like that. Oh, he gets fried off the face of the planet. Yeah, but Tiger does it. It's cool. It's awesome. Well, there's something about Tiger 
that even with a personality that most would argue is lacking, and certainly with some... His moral you know, compass is pointing in the wrong direction yes. as well. <laughs> He's made some qu- morally questionable decisions in, in, over the course of his, uh, his life. Wh- who hasn't? There's something about him where you just can't help yourself. There are women who have asked have this forgiven question. forgiven him. Have asked this question. How is it that I'm rooting for this guy it's weird. who was such a piece of shit? And they can't explain it either. Nobody can. And, and I, it sucks that the tiger effect is the uh, phrase that we've gone with. No. As, a, as a people, we've all decided that we're going to call it that because it's been beaten to death. But it is more real than I am sitting right here, flesh and bone. Yeah, I mean, my girl asked, why do you still cheer for Tiger? Like, he's a scumbag. And my response was, because he's Tiger. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and nobody I, can explain I had this it. conversation with uh, a female actually over the weekend, too. She was rooting for Adam Scott. I was like, why? Yeah, fuck Scott. Why? Like, that's so that's, weird. That does nothing for anybody. Why? She goes, also, that long putter. And she was like, well, ti- Tiger's a dickhead. Look. Athletes should not be role models. Appreciate what they do on the court, on the field, on the course, and forget about what they do in their personal life because they're that's they're it's not their job to like show you know teach your kids how to you know be men. No, they shouldn't be role models. That's your job. You as lazy long as fuck. you're not like breaking the law, just appreciate what they do because or being a complete like. If you dig too deeply into a lot of people, you're gonna be disappointed because a lot of these true. guys are just especially at the top of the game. Yeah, guys like Jordan, Tiger, they're just as human beings. For them to get to that level, they have to oh, sacrifice a lot, we, and we, they have to. Yeah, we've discussed that a little bit on here before about how to be that level, like the Tiger Woods or the Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James. You have to be a psychopath. You have to have a bit of sociopath inside of you. You have to be a psycho. You yeah. have to. You, there's you. You can't be normal. I mean, Tiger Woods was on Letterman, or was it? Or was it Johnny Carson when he was? I don't know, four years old, swinging right. a golf club. Right. The kid was raised in the spotlight and turned out to be the greatest golfer we've ever seen. And that'll fuck you up. And that's just not a normal life to live. No, it's hard to grow up like that. And not to make excuses for being an adulterer and a scumbag. Of course but not, but it is, I mean... Put some, you know, get some perspective on it. There's something about that human element, too. Like, it's not, Tiger didn't beat his wife. Tiger didn't commit domestic abuse or anything like that, He, to my knowledge. He didn't. He, uh, just, he just doesn't believe in monogamy. He's just kind of a sex addict, drug addict, scumbag. Michael, you got something? I respect the fuck out of. Like that's a, you know, it's not. Well, I should rephrase that. I respect that he is a a dude with real problems. Even as one of the wealthiest, most successful athletes of all time, he has very real problems. I agree that he struggles with yeah. all the time. And Tiger was on the Mike Douglas show when he was two years old. The other two guests at the time were Bob Hope and Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> who, for anyone under thirty, probably doesn't know who that is. But people those know are who Bob Hope two is. Two of the most like famous people in America when America had three TV channels. So of course he's fucked what up. Year, what year was he? What year was this when he was two years he old? He was two years old. Uh, I. It's hard to say. Wait, how? Two years why, old. Why was he on that show at that age? Because he was a prodigy, a golf prodigy. People were already like, dude, this guy's going to kill it. He had a beautiful swing at two His years old. His dad was pimping him out and he was as hitting, hard as he He could. was hitting like wiffle balls in the crowd or some shit. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I yeah. didn't even know that. Dude, the, the video is crazy. Pull it up. Man. Yeah, I, I look, it's it's tough to explain. And, and then, don't, we don't have anything else to say about it. I don't what's think. really tough to explain is the guy that actually won the tournament Yeah, is playing second fiddle. Well, I mean, it, that's just another amazing element of this thing is that 
and you got to feel a little bit for Kepka, I suppose. His, but it's also this is his, this is the way it works, man. This, this is his third major in the last six he's played. Kepka is accomplishing something. He'll never get the full breadth of the credit he should get. That's not going to happen. But he's accomplishing something completely insane. It just so happens that it's lined up with one of the most intense narratives in the history of sports. So it's tough. But I, I, I hated that that everybody tried to make it like, oh, poor Brooks. All anybody's talking about is Tiger. Hey, Brooks is fine. Yeah, Brooks is. Doing I think just fine. he's going to be okay. He's made an insane amount of money. He's arguably the best golfer on the planet at the moment. At least he, in majors, he has. He's, just, arms he's a different guy. The in size of my thighs. Well, you got a full body workout in yeah. the morning of Sunday morning. Which I respect it. Kepka's going to be okay. Off. He ran that tournament from start to finish. By the way, how much money did you end up winning on Kepka? On Kepka, uh, I mean, I. What was the odds payout? What was the, I think it was fifteen to one. And you pre-tournament picked him. To no win. pre-tournament. I, I on this podcast I picked Ricky. Oh okay. Which okay. I'll never do again because Ricky, I think of the top twenty-five guys, he was the only guy that shot uh, above par Saturday Sunday. I have, and he had that oblique injury, but no, that's just Ricky. Ricky crumbles on Sundays. And I'm, I'm done betting on Ricky. I've picked Ricky too many times and and gotten the and same result. Burnt. Yeah, but Kepka is a fucking ice man. Dude, he, he, is he was so in, good. Man. They kept like he if played you listen, out of his mind. If you watch the tournament and you listen to the commentators, they kept remarking about how impressed they were by his composure, and they would show him, and it was legit. Like if you're Brooks Kepka and you've got the lead going into Sunday, and then all you hear the whole day on the course is tiger roars, because people are losing their minds, a normal human being would crumble mm-hmm. under that pressure. You've got the Tiger Woods. Storming Man, up, I don't from know behind. if he crumble. I think it, it's exciting and it's fun. If you're, if you, that's how he handled it, it yeah. was exciting and fun, and he maintained composure. But I'm saying I don't think most people would handle it that but way. But he also didn't really have the majority of the crowd following him. All these guys, the it did take a lot of the pressure. All off, these I guys think. kept commenting about the crowds. By the way, like I've never seen so many people oh, in my life. JT, JT said he he's watching Tiger's birdie on 11, like before he made his I think par birdie putt. Yo, and he's just like, dude, they yeah. love this. It's crazy. Hi, dude, they, they, they watched Tiger when they were kids, right. man. And now they're playing with them. Kepka was saying like back. his his two favorite golfers growing up were Tiger and Adam Scott. And he it's it's funny because that narrative has kind of shifted. Like ten years ago, well, longer, fifteen years ago, it was God damn it. Every, I'm I'm talking as every other pro on tour. God damn it, every tournament is all about Tiger. This fucking sucks. No one's paying attention to us. Fuck Tiger Woods. Also, he's kind of an asshole and we all know he's cheating on his wife. Now the narrative is all these pros were kids and they when, love him. and they, they love Tiger yeah. and it feels like they're walking around with like their cool uncle who just got out of rehab or whatever like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean it's, and they're it's all a, on Twitter like you know Tiger sinks a birdie putt and they get hyped for it yes you know they're it's crazy it's a totally different they're feel fans. than it was back in the day when Phil was like would somebody please pay attention to me who is this black guy basically <laughs> that that was the narrative like back then it was a totally different deal. Now, I will say this. This is coming from a guy who's dabbled with the supplement game. Maybe some things that aren't necessarily you've, legal. You've done a bit more than dabble, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Kepka's on ACH. I, that wouldn't shock me. Have you seen the photos of him at Florida State? Yes. He's he's skinny as me, but with significantly skinnier arms, even. He's a steroid guy. It, it wouldn't like, This is coming from a steroid guy. He's like we just know how to spot each other. The 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 build is pretty noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, the upper body strength is disproportionate. <laughs> it's the only way to put it. Really, like that dude's arms are, are bigger than they're supposed to be. The arms, the the traps, everything. 
Yeah. He's, Everything he's, in the upper body he's is a, a fucking little bit bigger than it should be. He's a fucking monster now. And uh, yeah, there might have been a point. You know, I don't think he's like actively abusing uh, supplements that are illegal because I think he. <sighs> isn't it easy to get caught though? I don't think it is. Not in golf. Really? I don't think they're really. The, the testing for Gol- golf's HGH just a weird really... one though because like a lot of these guys they don't even work out like Bubba Watson I don't even think Kepka's doing it for his game I think he just wants to look tight he just I... wants to be jacked <laughs> so too. it just happens to be working for his game yeah. too though he's hitting the driver like well, he's out of his mashing mind mashing the fuck out of the ball and then he's just hitting wedge in every time it's it's way easier like his game compared to like somebody like Kisner where Kisner's right. hitting four iron to right. the green and he's hitting fucking wedge yeah that's Night a totally different thing yeah if you don't play golf uh, what Dan is referring to is when when Kepka's able to get within 150 of the hole and other people are 200 out having to hit really <laughs> difficult shots that are much harder to control onto the green, Kepka can drop in these pitching wedges that have a ton of loft on them. He's throwing darts. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier for him to do. But well, let me hit my 60. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Especially That's if just like, where the game's going, though. I hate watching Kepka hit pitching wedge in a situation where i would hit like you know a five iron <laughs> or a four iron it's very really, emasculating it's super depressing i'm just like oh man i so fucking suck kepka joins mcelroy and spieth as the only three guys on tour under the age of 40 with three plus majors uh only 13 guys in the history of golf have six plus majors uh do any of these guys get there you think out of the three you just mentioned out of the three i mentioned how many of them get six plus majors i think spieth will I think Spieth will get to six. Oh, Spieth definitely will. If if he doesn't, he would be the biggest bust in the history of golf. I think Spieth golf. wins at least one next year between Spieth's the a, Masters Spieth's and the U.S. Open. halfway there already. He's, what, 23, 24? Yeah, I think people yeah. just doubt him now because of the lack of momentum. Yeah. Oh, he shows up in majors, though. And yeah, but every major. I, he I think it's more just the talent pool in golf has, is better than it's ever been. I think it is, too. Like, is that for real, though? Is that like, yeah. do you feel that way, no, too? No, it's super deep. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, me. there's been a youth movement, obviously. The that's, young guys. That's what makes it difficult for me to make Spieth that call. and Justin Thomas. Yeah. Guys like that. I don't know if it's just that there's a lot more likable guys and the PGA does a better a better job of promoting the players than they did back in the day or if golf just more mainstream. I, don't, I, I feel like it's not fair to guys 20 years ago for us to say the talent's just better. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's true either. I'm not in a position to say that. I'll leave that to like Nick Faldo or whatever. But I, I know everybody's hitting the ball a lot longer. I know this is the most fun I've ever had watching golf. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the there's dude. If the leaderboard has six dudes in the top ten that I really enjoy watching and will root for, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of that tournament. So yeah, that keeps R- happening. Rory's got four. Uh, he'll be going for the career Grand Slam at Augusta next year. Uh, Spieth will go for the career Grand Slam at the PGA. Uh, I think Spieth. I think Spieth gets there. I think. I and I think probably Kepka. If Kepke, oh, Kepke will. I, I hope Kepke has like 12 career wins and 11 of them are majors. I'm kind of out on Rory, though. I hope he only wins majors. Golf is interesting because you can have the biggest names in the sport participating in a tournament like this weekend where all of them, or not all of them, but a lot of guys like Rory get wiped off of the map of relevancy. Like, at no point did I think about Rory on Sunday. They might have shown like one fucking shot from him or something. He was out of the picture. He didn't matter. Yet he's one of the most famous golfers on the planet. It's just weird how golf works that way. Like right now, Rory feels so unimportant to me. Yeah. Yet he's one of the best golfers on the planet. Phil missed the cut. And we didn't even notice. Nobody <laughs> even knew. I didn't know that till you just said it. Yeah. Phil missed the cut. There's a lot of talent right yeah, now. Yeah. Golf is just is a crazy fucking game. It is. Uh, Ryder Cup team has been locked in for the top eight. 
We got Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, JT, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Webb Simpson. So locked locking in, down that A spot. Is that because they were chosen? Uh, no, they qualified. Point, point qualification. Okay, so that's how that works. Yeah. And then wh- how does the rest of it work? Uh, the ca- captain just captain's picks. picks. So Jim Furyk's going to pick probably between. Obviously, Tiger's going to be a lock. Phil probably. Even though he probably shouldn't be, uh, I thought it was funny that they were discussing this. There after. are guys like Kisner who might make it. Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Matt Kuchar, uh, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau. So we got, we got that to look forward to after for the, the tournament. Uh, Cup. When they were at, they're like, "Do you put Tiger on the team?" It was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's gonna be there regardless. How do you not you put him on to. the team? Did you yeah. just watch that? Yeah. What are you? Are you insane? Of course you put him on the fucking team, even if it's for just intimidation purposes. Even if he brings this C game. Yeah, for intimidation and for just the fun of it. Well, he what he was saying, his teammates like, will be hyped. I'm going to be there either way because he's part of the yeah whatever that he'll I be a vice I, captain. Yeah, I don't know exactly what Bare the minimal. setup is. How many captains or vice captains there are? I'm still not clear on why Earthworm Jim is the the captain. <laughs> it is it whatever the Ryder Cup's weird sexiest golf is just, swing in golf. Nobody fucking under, it's not the sexiest swing in golf because his swing his golf. head is attached to it for one thing, and then it's just weird as fuck looking. It's somehow uglier than like well, no, it's it's. I gotta stand up my for swing. my man. He's Pennsylvania's own Jim Furyk. I'm not. I'm not hating on Furyk. I just don't understand how the Ryder Cup works, and that's on me more than anything. What it's is just, your? What it's is, just a really fun. What event. does Team Europe look like? You want to know what Team Europe looks like? Their top Rose, eight McElroy. is Molinari, Rose, Hatton, Fleetwood, Rom, uh, Olsen, McElroy, and Norin. Dude, Molinari is still playing out of his goddamn mind. He is. He was. He, he won. He the British, they've got up some there. players. He won man. the British Open. Right? Yeah, he won the, the British, and then uh, he he was. He was hanging around Sunday. Oh yeah, he was minus ten or whatever. Like he was, he was doing the thing. He made a lot of money on this fucking tournament too. He's yeah. he's one of the best on the planet at the moment. Man, golf's fun right now. And it's weird though. It's streaky like that. Like you'll have a guy like Molinari comes up and you know crushes the British Open. Dude, Ian Poulter almost lost his tour card this year, and now he's like he read routinely top twenty five. It's so it's so weird, man. It's just a weird. There's no other sport that works that way. Like. There, there wasn't like a point in LeBron's career where he stopped being good at basketball for six months or something. That doesn't happen. He starts going like one for ten. Yeah, like LeBron shooting 8% from the field. That doesn't happen. That type of extreme disappointment does happen with golfers where they like Phil Mickelson's failing to make the cut and nobody even knows. It's just bizarre. Although Phil had, Phil won earlier this year. No, Phil's, Phil's in good shape. That was a bad example. No, um, no he's not. He. He's definitely a little bit more washed than he was. Well, he's old. Yeah, he's getting yeah, old. Yeah, he's old. He's and he's, he doesn't have the Navy SEAL training that the Tiger, the tiger has, has, which or the you know, fuse back, or the the yeah cyborg spine, or uh, the extreme you know issues with sexual addiction. Yeah. All right, let's get into some college football. Uh, the University of Maryland has legally and uh, morally accepted the responsibility for the death of 19-year-old offensive lineman Jordan McNair. And has parted ways with strength conditioning coach Rick Court. McNair started hyperventilating and eventually seized on May 29th during 110-yard gassers around 5 p.m. The call to an EMT wasn't made for another 50-plus minutes. He had a body temperature of 106 degrees Holy when he was shit. admitted into the hospital and died two weeks later on June 13th. Why did I not hear about this when it happened? Uh, I didn't either. No it, one did. It kind of got swept under the rug. How was that possible? Uh, they kept it. I don't know. That's really weird. Head coach DJ Durkin is still on uh, paid administrative leave while they go through the due process. And offensive coordinator Matt Canada will take over as the interim coach for the foreseeable future. I can't really see a scenario where Durkin comes back. 
uh, especially with a lot of players, current players and former players coming out and saying the coaching culture under Durkin the last few years has been extremely toxic. Uh, coaches have allegedly thrown weights at players and called them pussy boys when failing to lift weights they knew players couldn't lift. Oh, that's, now, that's normal. Can I, can I say something here? No, no. After purposely stack weight for, on bench or something or like squat or something that they, they knew players couldn't do. All right, but throwing but around the, the P word in the locker room, that I mean, I got that in high school. There, of course, after a controversy like this, there's going to be... you get a dumbbell thrown at you? There's going to be no. levels of accusations, and you're going to hear things that people who don't have never been on a sports team at the high school or collegiate or professional level are going to be like, oh my God, they called the players pussy boys? Uh, well, but that's hilarious. I call people pussy boy every day. <laughs> they had injured players. Uh, they were forced to participate in games of tug of war against entire defensive units were they hurt or were they injured <laughs> that the, is the question uh they kept going until their bodies gave out and players belittled them uh for quitting on the team that's just called okay being a man. all this stuff is normal that's this, all this normal this, that's, have, um, this players have little okay, to do with the guys yeah. war against the entire no, no, defense no, no. very quickly i'll tell you an actual story this really fucking happened in high school our coach was a total psychopath his name was uh emrick jagno shout out to coach jag if you're out there still you fuck he was a total asshole, psychotic prick, very good baseball coach. Uh, like okay, that's fine. Renowned, renowned in Houston as a as a baseball coach. He coached at uh, Lamar University at one point too. But anyway, point being, I think he won a national championship. Um, one day, he hated all of us, and he really fucking hated me. And he made our whole team run sprints around the track, which is you know the regular track, four laps is a mile. And you had to do uh, a mile in under seven minutes or something insane. And we're in high school and we all smoke weed and drank and hated our lives. And anyway, so I, I, around like lap two, started puking because I was not in good shape and I was running too fast and it was hot as shit in Houston, Texas. And he encouraged another player on the team to physically attack me as I vomited, which he did. And attack in, what, in he what punched way? me in the back of the head. And I was like, Wait, what, what the fuck, dude? This guy's on my team. And he just punched me in the back of the head. The guy was a piece. His name was Joe. I can't remember his last name. He fuck probably you, works Joe. At a, he probably works at a gas station now. But point is, that type of like, there is abusive, weird, sh like hazing type of shit on every sports team that, For is, sure. that is legitimately competing in the fucking country. That, that but, type of shit happens. It happens, but my problem is when a coach who is bad at his job then takes it out on the player's Absolutely um, no. And it's not players because he's mad at himself. Yes, if he's incompetent at his job, I think like, the point I was that's making the worst is, thing is when they take it all on players. Is yeah. that because of this kid's really sad, unfortunate death, they start digging into other shit, which is like pretty commonplace around athletic programs. And right. I, I, I mean, would say this: it's similar to me to the meltdown we just had in the on the Hollywood front, where for generations and generations, there's these these things that happen in Hollywood that everybody knew weren't they that it wasn't right. But it just happened that way because that's the way it is. It's kind of like tradition or whatever. And I'm speaking directly to the like Harvey Weinstein sexual allegations type of shit. There's a la there's layers to that in, in sports, in the sports world. It's not the same. It's not sexual most of the time. It is sometimes. We saw it at Penn State. But there's a level to that that eventually society is going to shut down. Especially, I mean, you'll remember a few years ago, Mike Rice from Rutgers, who was just chucking basketballs at players. Yes. But there, it's, which wasn't even, I didn't even seem, at the time, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, if I had a hidden mic, you know, during baseball practice. You could have got everybody fired. Yeah. Everyone would have been fired. Yeah. It's fucked up. But it's also a degree of it is due to what Dan just touched on. It's like a lot of these coaches are. Suck at their jobs. They're bad at their jobs. And 
They didn't make it when they wanted to. Instead of being pro at whatever they were playing or being, you know, whatever, they're a fucking high school coach now or a college coach, and they're miserable human beings, and they're in charge of a bunch of kids who, it's just like Hollywood. It's the exact same thing. I'm so proud of myself for making this analogy because, like, Harvey Weinstein is a fucking loser, right? He gets put in a position of power where he can take advantage of all these women, and he does it. It's the same thing with these coaches. They're in a position of power, so they abuse these fucking kids to make themselves feel better. And while I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is something that needs to be addressed as soon as possible, we need to rework the system because it's just the way it is, at some point, society will do that for yeah. us. I mean, coaches will say things under that umbrella that they would never say in other any other no. aspect of life without getting their ass kicked. They say fucked up shit and they do fucked up shit and that's just There's the a lot of coaches of that we could have just absolutely fucking like stomped their face in. Oh my god. If they dude. said that in any other yeah. walk of life. Yeah. But it cuz they're a coach, you're like I got to they get away with does, it. Yeah. But right. this Maryland coach has got to go, right? Oh, oh he's, he's yeah, he's gone. Going to be gone. I you, think Canada's probably going to be the interim coach for the entire year. If you if you wait 50 minutes that's just negligence. If you if you don't call the fucking hospital or nine one one or whatever for an the hour kid's seized. after a guy has a seizure, you're done. Yeah. You're yeah. fucking done. And honestly, whoever, that's a hired, level whoever of hired you should be done. That's a level of incompetence that's just It's not acceptable. And beyond the, the, even the, the, the A D should understanding be gone too. At all. Who who hired this fucking guy? Who put this idiot in charge of these kids? It's just a game. Well, How do you reach these kids? The University of Maryland game? did something unprecedented, and they it to, they took to, uh, total uh, legal responsibility. So there's a, they're in the midst of a lawsuit. So I'm sure there's going to be a huge settlement. Oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. family's going to get paid. You have to give them props for that. It is cool that this President Wallace D. Lowe came out and not, didn't just accept legal responsibility. And he's a former, I think, uh, attorney from like Harvard. Oh, for real? Yeah. It's good. They're not trying to defend themselves here because they, they have nothing up. to defend. And yeah. a kid's life is lost, and it's just awful. What a bummer for McNair. Uh, 19 years old, man. That's that's a fucking bummer. But, I mean, it, it is kind of a blurry line because in order to get faster, stronger, better, like in the gym, yes. uh, you have to push yourself to the point where it's beyond your own limits. Absolutely. The heat, the no. heat stuff, man. But the heat. You yeah. got to be careful with this type of shit, though. And I, Dan, I'm with you. And that's for those of you who I don't know why you would have never played sports and be listening to a sports podcast. That's or probably you go to the gym, you lift. In you order need for motivation. you to get stronger. In order for you to put up more weight, you're gonna have to push yourself to a point where you don't think you can do anymore. If you get in my face and start calling me a pussy when I'm doing bench press, I'm way more likely to get that next rep up. <laughs> But, because I'm like, fuck you, dude. But don't like chuck a 25-pound plate at my head. And maybe don't like make me run sprints in 110-degree heat. And maybe call the hospital if I have a fucking seizure, you know? Yeah. And look, if you send your kid to Maryland, or any other school for that matter, you're entrusting that the coaches are going to look after your kid. And they fucked up, they failed, and now they got to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, and what a shame. Your Texas Longhorns open up against Maryland week one. I know. I know. In D.C., uh, I think FedEx Field. What are these people called? Turnipins? Uh, terrapins. Ter terrapins. Which is whatever. a turtle. Would have been cooler, honestly, if they'd just gone with turtle. Most famous alumni that I know of, Scott Van Pelt. Wow. Yeah. Van Pelt's a Maryland guy? I'm sure he has a lot to say about this. Yeah. You'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more, uh, less depressing football news. Please. Let's get into fantasy football. Uh, I personally don't partake in fantasy football, but... I'm not going to be selfish enough to leave it off the podcast. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever, fun. I love it. For those of you who aren't aware, Dan is completely anti-fantasy football, which is I'm really not, bizarre. I'm not like 
you're a nerd or I hate you if you do it. It's kind just, of. It's not my cup of tea. Oh, it's so fun. It's the best thing ever. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? Let me let me just ask some questions. I just I, I just want to get a feel for your your fantasy leagues. What are you looking for in a league? Like how many teams? 12, 12, 12 minimum. Leagues. Ten or yeah. twelve. Twelve is what we've we've historically done in my league, my serious league. Um, any less than ten, and you're not a real fantasy. Ten or twelve, league. at least a hundred dollar buy in. What a hundred dollar buy in? So prize money is like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Who's getting paid? First, second, third. First, second, third. Usually it's breaks breaks it up. 50%, 30%, 20% is how we do it. Wow, that's a intense. Yeah, I don't know what our breakoff is. Uh, it's not even as much about the money as it is about the I hate everybody in this league <laughs> and I need them to know that I'm better than them. Yeah. Uh, is auction draft a must? Um, You're an auction draft guy. You're going to say yes. I am a snobby auction draft Every guy. Every auction draft guy is a snobby auction it's draft guy. It's because once you go from regular draft to an auction draft, you can never go back. You feel like you were playing you know tiddlywinks it's a different sport it's it is it is Auction so different bust. it is a million times better and w- once you switch you will wonder why you ever did it the other way so my league has progressed very slowly we went from normal online draft to finally getting together snake and finally getting together and doing it in person which is another level that was gonna be my next question do you guys make like a, a weekend out of it yeah yes. we, we just had ours this past weekend it's a whole golf retreat draft it's uh a, a general shit show it's you see a lot of dick and it's fucking gross but what i was gonna say is hopefully one day we will progress to auction draft you're not in any auctions right now no all all Dude. so many dudes that i know like will not shut up about how great it is and i've still never done one is that commonplace in your 30s guys weekend a lot of dick Yes, because dudes want to get away from their wives and kids. They've been repressed. Maybe. And then they're just and then people get stuck in their ways with the regular snake snake draft and they they don't want to learn the new way because it's unfamiliar, but it's not hard to it, learn. It, but it's more complex. It's more complex. The strategy is it's tenfold. I'm not financially responsible. No, no, no. It's not re- you're not draft you're not auctioning real money. No, I know. Okay. But I'm you not good with, I'm saying I have to figure out how, who, who to allocate where, how much money to allocate to certain it's players. It's so fun. Yeah. The, the, your order, their draft order becomes a non-issue. Okay. Which, because yeah. every, you have a, the potential to draft anyone you want. Do you do keepers on yours? We don't do keepers. I love that concept. I love the concept of keepers. I think it's cool. Um, I've, I've, I currently am the defending champion of my fantasy football league, which is nobody cares except me. Right. And I accept that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very big deal to me. Now that I've conquered the PPR snake draft type of league, I would like to do auction next. I feel like that's the next step in my you got life. Got to man. Yeah. How it's do you keep everybody invested throughout the entire season? Through an enormous amount of shit talking, shaming, all of the things we just talked about that were bad that college and high school coaches do to their players. That's what we do to each other in my league. There are uh, you have to pay a fine if you do, if you fail to set your lineup. In our league, I like that. you get fined for it. What is the fine? I don't remember. Like I think 25 it's like 20 bucks, bucks or 20 something. bucks, something like that. And That's it just good. goes to the overall pot. We would literally, if you didn't set your lineup, come over to your house and burn your fucking house down. Like it is, it's a, it has gotten to the point where it's, it's a very trash serious. move. It is yeah. an absolute trash move. Yeah. It's, Do you guys uh, have a last place punishment? I think we're doing that this year for the first time because there's so many good ones that we've seen emerge over the past few years. Yes, uh, we do it. We, we, we got to do one. My Some, buddy who lost, he had to mow the lawns of everyone else in the league uh, during a weekend in one weekend what if they're out of state then you either have to 
compensate them financially. <laughs> Luckily for him, the furthest he would he had to drive was Houston, but he paid them off so he didn't have to drive to Houston. So he just knocked out everyone in Austin. That's fucking hilarious. I don't have I don't have a, a lawn. Right. Because I live in an apartment, so he had to wash my car. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> That's worse. I'd rather mow your lawn. Well, I be, don't know. That'd be way funnier if he ha- like you couldn't buy out and you had to drive to Houston to we, mow somebody's lawn. We do offer a buyout so you can skip the punishment, which is 500 bucks, and it goes to the pot in the next year. That's cool, too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ross? I don't know what we're going to make it. I need to talk to my idiot There's some good ones out there. What There's, about when people go tattoos? That's, that's too much, much right? That's too intense. That's like white trash America at its core. Like, I'm not walking away with a fucking fantasy football tattoo. I'm sorry. When they put me into the ground, that's not going to be one of the things that they discover at the morgue. Hey, this moron <laughs> lost. The, he got dead last in the 2018 what? fantasy football league. That's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Why does happen. grandpa have a teardrop on his face? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to fucking happen. I'm not I'm not going down that that road. Sorry. I like the license. I like the shit that gets done to the car. Or like forcing your boy to stand at a, a very highly trafficked intersection with a sign that just says like I suck dick at fantasy football or something like that. That's funny. Or to like me. a penis suit. One of the ones yeah. that we voted on was you had to drive to uh, Kansas and back. That and, one sounded and, awful. You yeah. told me about that, and that's that's fu- that's too much. Just for by me. yourself, you had to drive to state line, take a picture, and then drive back. Because <laughs> that's like, <laughs> dude, what if your boy gets smoked by an eighteen wheeler because he fell asleep at the wheel? <laughs> yeah, because you made him drive to Kansas because he lost. Basically, fantasy. you have to pop an Adderall. I, well, the best thing about fantasy and the reason I know Dan like you know he can sit here and pretend he doesn't hate it he fucking hates it and he talks a lot of shit about it and it is, it is very stupid it is grown men and you know younger people too but grown men especially are the funniest version of this drafting pretend football teams in their spare time and then spending inordinate amount of times managing said pretend football teams it I mean, is the I'm, dumbest thing we do I'm not gonna ask Better than that? I spend 12 hours every Saturday watching college football. So, like... Well, you're not better than that. You know you're yeah. not. You also, I'm, a, I'm a loser. You, you spend it. a lot of time uh, gambling and researching lines right. and such. And, like, so you're about, you're paying $100 to buy into a fantasy league. I'm betting $100 a game. So, it's yeah, like, see, I, just I got do a little both. bit more invested. I just do both. And it's, it's, it's idiotic, but it is so much fun. It makes the NFL considerably more entertaining to me, personally. See, I'd rather just cheer for the Eagles. Can I, well, it's easy to say that when you just won the fucking Super Bowl, Dan. Can I hop in for a second? I have a lot of anxiety about this football season. Uh, I've gotten pretty good at fantasy football the last few years, and it's because I've been single. And uh, most of my friends are now like married with kids. I've been in the league for like 14 years So now. you had a tactical advantage. Yeah. So every Sunday, I just watch Red Zone for fucking 12 hours and, and don't talk to anyone. And I, I pick up players as soon as someone like turns an ankle. I am just killing people on the waiver wire. I'm always ready. And now I, I my girlfriend uh, I thankfully lives with me now in Austin. And she says that I'll be able to watch football on Sundays, but I don't believe it. She doesn't really fully understand she doesn't the entire <laughs> yeah, that's right. She doesn't what a understand Saturday Sunday my plan is. to like get everything done before noon, sit down, watch the first hour, then take a nap, then wake up at like 2:45 and watch the end of the games on Red Zone and then take another nap and uh I'm worried about this. Ooh, man. I think it's really going to affect my fantasy, and that's uh, it's a major concern of mine. I just wanted to share it with you and the audience. That first quarter nap at like the three o'clock, four o'clock games, there's nothing better. They're they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Football's almost here. It can't get here soon enough. <laughs> Am I right? Can't. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Have right, any of y'all watched any preseason? 
Didn't know. A That's a no. Bit. Nobody's watching. I watched the first half. Dude, who watches this shit? It's fucking unwatchable. I watched the Christian Hackenberg throw two interceptions in his first two passes as an eagle. The ratings are <laughs> so high, though. How? Like you, compared dude, to other sports, it's crazy. It's, it's just people from like it's the same people you see at Schlitterbahn. <laughs> it is, dude. Yeah. Seriously, this is this is this is kind of my point about the NFL as a whole. The NFL just has the trashiest fans. We went to we, Taylor and I went to uh, San Antonio to go to the the Astro World thing they have there. It's not called Astro World. It's called the uh, Fiesta Texas. And we were walking around, and she was like, "Fuck, these people are disgusting." And I was like, "This is this is it. This is this is America. This is who votes. These are the people who make the ratings on NFL preseason games go through the roof. And these are the people that spend ten dollars on a beer." At a Cowboys game, yes, and it's that's that's the disconnect. Like sixteen dollars, that's why the liberal elite lost politics is because they didn't identify with. Have a, you guys a been to a bond. pro football game in the last five years? Yes, yeah. it's incredible. Eagles went to the Super Bowl. I went to Eagles Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> for the flex. Well, that's a little bit different. That's not yeah, fuck you. Probably the scummy clientele that's yeah, in sorry, every dude. other game. Fuck you. I went to a Cowboys game like four years ago, and I was just like shocked. the The seats are so expensive. Oh, it's and crazy. It's unbelievable. And the people in front of us had shirts on that said, we want some glory hole, which yes. apparently was a quote from Jerry Jones at one point. Right. But like, they obviously had two girls that they paid to come with them because they were way out of their league. And like, I could just tell that their mortgage payments or their rent payments could not have been paid on time that month because of the $19 beers they drank. And the just $30 the like Jack's It's Coke. obscene. Dude, th- there's people sitting down there in the lower bowl for several hundred dollars. With, I like, saw their whole a grown family. man yell at at a child for wearing a, a, a Redskins jersey at a Hooters outside of uh, the stadium in Arlington, like <laughs> throwing napkins at a child. Fuck you, I was kid. So, we, we left, and the only other restaurant nearby was another restaurant. We went to Bikinis, much nicer. Hail this dick. But yeah, pro football's the worst, and I love it. Hey, by the way, I put a poll up on Twitter um, asking if... You My could followers think I could throw 85 miles per hour with a baseball. There are over 1,100 votes in, and 78% say no. Yeah. <laughs> it's again, it's, it's, uh, you just got to prove the haters wrong. Yep. So rude. Yeah. Use that as motivation, dude. That's so rude. Uh, speaking of listeners, we have a hotline, 800-392-6344. Once again, what? Mike is going to play the calls for us. Uh, the, once again, the hotline is 800-392-6344. We have two calls today. Uh, Micah, play that first call. What's up, guys? This is Baylor from College Station. Um, in the movie Back to the Future, one of the characters, Biff, uh, gets a sports almanac from the future and brings it back to the past and uses it to um, you know, bet on games that he already knows the outcome of. My question is, is if y'all were to get y'all's hands on one of these almanacs from the future, you know, what would y'all do? Would y'all go to the sports book and throw down twenty team parlays, or use it for to place big future bets? And uh, also, like, what would y'all do to cover up what you're doing so that it's not suspicious? Love to hear from y'all. Peace. If you had the Back to the Future almanac, sports almanac, oh, you know, fuck. you just know everything that's going to happen in the future. Yeah, I would sell it to someone for a hundred million dollars and wipe my hands with it, and I'll be done. We're not a gambling man. Okay, so you'd sell it to a wealthy person who would use it to make much, much more than $100 million, but you'd just want the $100 million and you're out. I'm cool with $100 million up front, and I don't want to deal with the stress of, of carrying that thing around with okay. me. Okay, okay. Probably, that's probably a good idea. That's a great idea. I'd yeah. probably live in Vegas, though, yeah. and that's just my job. Here's what you do. First of all, you bet on everything. You don't just do futures. You do futures for sure, but you also do every game, and mm-hmm. inning, and quarter, and half, and... 
It would get boring after. But at a while. some point, they cut you off, right? Oh, this dude that's, will lose. That's what I'm gonna say. I think you have to you get have to your intentionally boys. lose. You got to be sending different people into different bookies in different places. Have a bunch of people. I think play you, you throw some games. You throw some games. To I throw think some you go games. 80, raise 20. the red flags. Yeah, eighty percent win percentage. Dude, eighty percent is an insane winning yeah. percentage in game. You're crushing. Like that's fucking unheard of. That doesn't literally does not happen. So yeah, you you. You'd have to go all in very quickly. Like you'd have to press the fuck out of it because it would get boring and you'd get caught inevitably, and then you'd get murdered by some high-level, high-powered Vegas. You'd person. have to be smart. They'd kill your ass. They wouldn't. They already would, have a hole you, for you in the desert. This has probably yeah. happened, honestly, at some point. Somebody discovered a, an almanac from the future, and they're no longer with us because they got fucking murdered by a Vegas mob boss. And, Vegas uh, always wins. They always win. <laughs> the house always wins. The house baby. always wins. Even if you have an almanac, they, the house always wins. And you'd have to be quick about this shit. But you'd get rich as fuck. Oh, yeah. Just ball the fuck out in you'd Vegas. Be, be so tight. You've seen Biff's house in Back to the Future too. He's in a penthouse, man. He's rich as hell because he got the almanac. Biff. Plus, we'd look awesome on the Imagine if someone if someone finds out you're holding that thing, you're dead. If your good friend finds out, you're yeah, dead. you're dead, man. Yeah, you're. you're I don't dead. want that thing. How dope would we look on the podcast though? If we got everything right, that would be tight. We just use it to make a podcast with predictions that all I, turn. I out hate to, be to right. tell you, if I had that thing, I would not be on this podcast. <laughs> no, probably not. I'd be on a beach somewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> all right, He's, next call. Hey, backdoor cover. Uh, given it's the middle of summer and not many sports going on, I figured I'd interest you guys in a little hot take debate. And no, it's not who's the GOAT, MJ or LeBron. It is, would you guys let your kid or future kids play football? Full contact, helmet to helmet, CTE, everything included. All right, uh, thanks. Bye. Oh, I love this. See, this, I've thought about this quite a bit. You have a child. Because, as we all know, I do have a son. Um, You're not hiding him, though. The homie. The homie. No, no, he's no, I'm no Dane. I'm not draking him. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> I, I got that. I am going to strongly discourage him from playing football. But if he's like all about it, like, dude, dad, my friends are all playing. I want to, I want to go out for the team. I don't want to be a pussy all boy, right, man. Go for it, pussy be boy. Careful, please. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him know that I don't want you to do this. Please don't fucking do it. Don't get hurt. That's so sad. It's. That one of but our, one of the major again, sports we have to have these conversations. But but by the time he's old enough to play football, I'm confident the game will have changed enough to where it won't be as much of a risk. And I think the competition probably lessens, right? Because so many parents are going to take their kids out of football. I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, there's enough morons. It might be, we, it we, might we be just easier for him to actually morons. make the NFL. Yeah, we just spoke to how many morons there are out there. Trust plus, me, there's enough morons. Plus, the homie is trending to be not a big guy. Shorter. You know? So. You know, I don't want him to get be a running back. I don't want him to get clipped. Fair in enough. Slot. Here's what I would say: Let the homie play football like in middle school when it doesn't matter. Nobody's getting popped. Like you might get popped, but you're not getting popped. You know right. what I'm saying? He's yeah. not gonna get steamrolled. I don't know, man. In middle school, everyone leads with their head. Yeah, but you're too small to do any real damage. Like, and even if you do, it's like what? What's a little bit of CTE gonna do? You know, it's fine. So I think you play in middle school, then you get out. That's what I did. And it was just enough football for me to have respect for people who are good at football and, and not enough football to get me, you know, mercilessly killed. And just a smidge of brain damage. Yeah, just, just enough. a tiny teensy yeah. tiny I mean, bit if football's not going to turn into a paycheck for you at some point, what? why? Why? Yeah, there's no point. Why? 
just you're, fucking you're risking. Whole... Like I went to high school with a kid who broke his neck and he wore a halo his entire senior year because of it, and he he's he's never going to be a hundred percent. He can walk, thankfully. That sucks. But man. his he broke his fucking neck. It's a violent game. Just to play a game. That's just not worth it. No, go play mm. golf, man. It's real safe. Unless you play with the people I play with who apparently are totally fine with hitting into each other's groups. and I'm going to encourage baseball, golf, play some basketball. No soccer, though. You've spoken If he that. wants to play soccer, I'm not going to not let him play. But I'm What if like, the homie is the next Ronaldo? Yeah, if he's just, short, soccer like, might I'm be like, dude, soccer sucks. <laughs> Don't play. <laughs> Austin's going to get a team. He'll no. get super involved in that. He'll be like, Dad, I want to go to the games. <sighs> but Season tickets. Real talk. No, my, I will not let my kid play football. For the very reason that Dylan just stated, it's it is not worth it. The every decision you make in life, you have to do the risk reward, right? This one's not even close to even. The fucking risk scale has snapped off and is rolling around yeah. on the ground. If the homie was going to be, you know, six six, and you know eats, you know, puppies for breakfast, and that's somehow throws, more dangerous, dude. I know, but like, hey, he might get paid one day playing this maybe, game. But he's big enough to where he's fucking rolling people and that hurts you too that's the fucked up part about football is even if you're the aggressor the bigger guy the one who's actually laying the pain train down on people you're getting fucked up inside of your your brain because human beings weren't built to do that apparently but yeah no my kid the bolins weren't built for football no we were built for i don't know what something else changing light bulbs without a stepladder yeah and uh, we don't need to be on the football field. We don't have any value to bring to the football field. Our legs are too skinny. And no. Yeah, but you're like built like a pendulum, so I feel like you could kick the shit out of the ball. Maybe a punter. We could have a punter somewhere in my yeah. family, but that's about it. So, no, I would not let my kid. Dan, Dan what about you? I don't think I have a kid. Okay, but you, this the hypothetical here is not about whether or not you're going to have kids. It's about whether or not you would let your kid play play football. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? That's I don't well, want them. Which gave you several reasons why not. I don't, yeah, I don't want them anyway. So <laughs> all of the reasons we just said, but no, okay, sure. Dan doesn't want kids, so if he has one, he's gonna force it to play football so that it will get CTE. <laughs> <laughs> Die, God. Do you have any other calls? I got dark, God, Ross. Sorry, get your mind out of it. Sorry, we killed uh, the kid. Those are all the calls we had today. Uh, again, you can call us at eight zero zero three nine two six three four four. Yes, eight zero zero three nine two six three four four. Uh, we got mascot of the week this week. Fuck yeah! From UT Dallas. Oh shit! University of Texas Dallas. Uh, I don't even know this one. Oh wait, let me guess. UT. Never mind. I don't know. What do you think he is? Great though? effort. His name's Temek. 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 Uh, Micah, can you you scroll down on Temek. the doc and Temek. show them? Wow, I'm looking <laughs> at it now. Holy fuck! What? So, it's a, he's a comet. Temek is a creepy grinning comet on a humanoid blue skinned body Yo, that's with flames tight. for hair. That's tight. You know what the best thing about these mascots Dan picks? The, the explanations. That explanation he just read, the that it's a, a blue humanoid. <laughs> and his name is Comet spelled backwards. Yep. Temek. His, his name is Comet spelled backwards. Man, that's somebody got high and came up with that. Dude. Really mailed it. Fuck it. Let's just make it a comet. <laughs> let's just reverse comet and his name will be Timic. He kind of looks spermy. He's a little spermy if it was a ginger sperm with a very luscious head of hair. It's sperm with fire crotch. Basically, yeah, yes. Yeah, he has flames coming off the back of his head. Yes, he's on f- literally on fire. And he's As always, if he were coming through the atmosphere. He's always got a shit-eating grin. Yeah, he looks evil. He looks a little bit like uh, uh, Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. A little bit. I'm, I'm now looking at a photo of, of Timic 
Timok, whatever, dressed as Eleven for Halloween, stealing Egos from a grocery store, which is something I never knew I'd look at. <laughs> That's just to- so many worlds colliding in one place that I don't know what to say. But the, yeah, this is awesome. The mascot was originally named Blaze, but the university was forced to change the name due to possible trademark infringement against University of Texas at Arlington's mascot, who was also named Blaze. So wow. another How UT lame is school. that? Just right across town. You're still named from a mascot? UT. Uh, Come on. These UT divisional schools. What do you call these? Offshoots? Directional schools? Directional schools. North, south, whatever. UT Dallas, UT. They're all just eating Arlington. from the same fucking tree of mascots. Blaze and T-Mock. So the, are these schools technically like all UT? or? I've always wondered that. I don't know Yeah, they're in the UT system. So your your degree is going to say University of Texas? Yeah. Or yeah, like a few years ago, Texas, UT Austin played at El Paso, and uh, UTEP made a big deal about how the tickets said U- uh, University of Texas El Paso versus UT Austin on them as opposed to just UTEP versus Texas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think part of the deal is if you go to UT Arlington for a year, you can transfer. then you can transfer back to UT okay. Austin. Allegedly, I, I don't know. Gotcha. But yeah, there's a. I mean, there's so many of these schools: UTSA, UT, uh, UTEP, and uh, UC and, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Dallas, Arlington. There's, there's, a bunch oh, there's of probably is UNT school, right? in that one. Is nah, one? North no, Texas no. is, is its different. own thing. Tmoc. So went. the man. student that plays Tmoc or Temic, I don't, I don't know how. The who fucking who say knows? His name, uh, is required to keep his identity a secret, so he's like a fucking superhero. Okay, that is a tight tradition. Is that something that's commonplace in the mascot world? I bet it is. And I really, really like that. Nobody can know. Nobody can know Am Temek. His, boy, like, his boys know. Oh, for sure. His, the girls he fucks know. He, he rolls over <laughs> after and he goes, Yo, come get this Temek. Hey, you know what? Open the open that closet over there. And they get no. up and they go and they open the closet and it's just the T-Mock jersey hanging there. The fucking costume <laughs> This dude there. fucks in costume. Probably. There's a little dick hole you pull your penis through and then you just pound. Dude. You'd have to be a psychotic brand of furry to fuck T-Mock, the giant flaming comet. This is terrifying. His face is terrifying. You'd just be staring right into his eyes. <laughs> Sponsored by Under Armour, I see. <laughs> he looks like a possessed Bugs Life character. Yeah, he's, he's a demon from a Disney movie gone horribly wrong. Dude, look at look how creepy this is. Here's a photo of T-Mock holding a tiny T-Mock. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and it's just like, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't exist. Uh, in 2007, there were discussions of eliminating the character, but uh, while keeping the comet's name as the mascot, but a student poll was taken and Timok withstood, withstood the resistance. He remains a UT, uh, UTD's mascot to this very day. Somebody tried to take out Timok? Why? And it's harmless. Dude, what? Yeah. That's fucked up. People got a problem with everything. 2007 man. was a shit year, clearly. It's, well, it's not like he can offend anybody, right? It's a comet. He's a comet. With blue skin. Well, comments are ice, right? Yeah, I'm just they're saying. It's like he's, he's they are racially neutral. Yeah, there's chunks of ice in space that fall. <laughs> he's gender neutral, I guess. Like, Rich, what's sweet. offensive about a comment? Oh my Whatever. god! Oh, I love this. So yeah, that's UT Dallas's uh, Temic, Timok, and that's uh, a <laughs> mascot of the week. Thanks, dude. I like that one. That was fun. Yeah, good times. Wow. So uh, we that's the show, the normal show. We actually have a, a special thing we just recorded at on it that we're gonna tag on the end of this. Very special. 
It's very special. This was a fun interview. It was. It was. You're, about to, you're about to enjoy the shit out of it, I swear. We hey. interviewed Micah's uh, durability trainer. Yes. Yeah, durability coach, Christian. Yeah. You'll find out his last yeah, name. Yeah, his last minute. name's a little tricky. You'll find it out in but a minute. But we'll, we'll get there. Dan struggled uh, with it a that's bit. That's called a tease. Big shout out to Christian for taking the time to, to chat with us today. There's a lot going on over at On It. Uh, uh, just uh, here's your one-minute spiel for Micah, contractually obligated, of course. Check out onit.com slash chump where you can watch all of the videos. There are currently three up there. Subscribe to the Chump to Champ feed. And, of course, just su- support and check out my friends over at Wabe Organics. That's W-A-A-Y-B, wind always at your back, dot com, <laughs> slash, or no, just wabe.com. Use promo code Chump to Champ to save 10% off all CBD oils and products. The they fuck? work. Your boy's inflammation is an all-time low. How'd you Thanks get Thanks to my sponsored? friends at Wabe. And you uh, crush that. They also, it's also helping sleep, general anxiety. Check it out. 100% legal in all 50 states. Wave.com. Use promo code Chump to Champ. Fuck yeah. Thanks, Thanks guys. I'm jealous. Micah has. That's some good stuff. Micah that's, has a straight up sponsorship. That's the best CBD oil probably in the game. I'm still not clear on what I have CBD on my oil desk is. Right now. Micah Patas is in the seat, man. I still have a yeah, feeling how, I you get. You personally got a sponsor? I get enough CBD oil through my marijuana intake, I believe. Wave. Like, do I not? Come on, guys, give us some bottles. Well, somebody just explain to me how it works. If I smoke weed, I don't I get know. The CBD? I would love to tell you. I Nobody just don't fucking know. Dude, CBD. All right, it's it's from the hemp plant, and it lessens your inflammation. I know. It's great I, for my stomach. I'm asking if I smoke weed, do I get CBD? Yeah. If there's CBD in your marijuana plant, it's hard to plant. say. Like on my edibles, for example, I know I do because it says one to one THC to CBD. Yeah, but I think regular weed is a different. Most plant. edibles aren't that it way is. though. So Flour is different. I most think, edibles don't I think most weed doesn't have CBD, huh. if I was to guess. Interesting. I'm not educated on this But when it comes though. to CBD oil, nobody does it better than Wabe Organics. W-A-A-Y-B.com. <laughs> and I mean it. That's true. Dan, Dan has tried this. this is, these it's are good really stuff. Good I have products. it on my desk. Uh, if you want to go back to the, the Substog archive. Yeah, that's uh, true. They're 100% organic. Does it make you feel some type of way? Yeah, it, it can give you a little bit of a runner's high sensation, but it really helps with inflammation. Keeps you focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get into the uh, interview from Monit. Roll it. So we got a special treat for you here at the end of the podcast. We are at on it now. Uh, we are with Micah, producer Micah's durability coach, Christian. I'm sorry, I didn't get a last name. Yeah, Placentia. 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 <laughs> Placentia. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. No one gets you right. I know worries. It's all right. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing today? Good. So We're doing great, man. Thanks for hopping on the mic with us. Appreciate that. So you're helping Mike in the bedroom. Durability. Yes. Yes, indirectly, yes. Okay. We don't touch. We don't get near the bedroom. We don't, you know, get into any of those type of uh, specific activities. But something to that extent. It's just an extension. It's an extension. Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah. you start the interview off by pronouncing our guest's last name <laughs> as placenta. That's a good way to break the ice. Mm. Yeah, and then going straight to bedroom talk. And then going yeah. straight to sex. That's <laughs> that's how we do it. That's what we do at Backdoor Cup. Yeah. All right. So, how long have you been working with Micah, and what exactly are you doing with this dude? Okay, so I want to say at least what the last five? Am I tripping? Four more? Three and a half months? Three and a half months? Been that long already? Damn! The transformation from a butterfly into a a other way around. Other way around from a worm or caterpillar into a butterfly. Yes, yes. He's yeah. He's basically at the I would say at least the the cocoon stage. The cocoon stage right now. What's a chrysalis? 
Or what's that? The what? chrysalis? What is that? Chrysalis. What stage is that? I think you're high. Uh, whatever. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you answer the question. Uh, yeah, but Micah, Micah's, been, uh, Micah's been good, man. Micah's buy-in um, has been nothing short of amazing. I feel like he shows up to all the classes. I feel like he's here early. I feel like he goes to the durability classes, right? And that's like the specifically where uh, we've been able to kind of interact the most. And that's kind of like a mobility, restorative, like recovery class. It's something that's like super like uh, unique to on it, right? That's like our big thing that we push, like the longevity aspect of like fitness. And so to have Micah come in there, the buying has been there since day one. And uh, yeah, I think he's on his, he's in his taper phase now. Yeah. You know, he's tapering, he's getting ready for the fight. <laughs> I think he looks ready and uh, we'll see what happens. So you would say the best quality about Micah is his ability to show up. His beard would probably be first. His beard. Yeah. Beard one. Beard one. Availability uh, two. Availability two. Do you yeah. remember what Micah looked like day one coming in here? He's lost a lot of weight. He looks good. This morning, I didn't think that was you when I said hello to you this morning. You were taking a class, right? 7 a.m., I think it was. Dude, I didn't recognize you from behind. Your figure. Damn. You know? That Dude, ass. That ass. Yeah, thank you. It's all different. <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. It's crazy. It's nuts though. I mean that that's what happens when you uh when you put that hard work in. I'm sure are you eating pretty pretty like well? Yeah. Oh that's right, salad, right? Something with He's salads. taking yeah, it yeah. seriously. He's eating yeah. salads Big at the salad office. Guy. He's uh doing the intermittent fasting. Oof. Yeah. He's taking it seriously. Yeah. Uh I saw you stack, hey, stacking products. Yeah, he's stacking, stacking fucking rocks. Rock. Stacking rocks. Kingsbury. With Kingsbury. <laughs> his best friend. Yeah, his, his best friend, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. The fucking hey, video is so funny. We're proud of this kid. He's doing it. How tall is that dude, Kingsbury? Six three, yeah, yeah, six two, six three, yeah, yeah. Dude, on camera he looks like he's like six eight. He looks like the mountain <laughs> from Game of Thrones. He's fucking terrifying. He's enormous. He is enormous. But yeah, no, that's the part about this that has been the most, I guess, not surprising, but like impressive thing to me. If if it was me, if I was in Micah's shoes, and it was like, all right, Ross, you got to go fight this, you know, professional fighter. You're gonna train it on it. It would it would be tough for me to be like motivated about that. I would know I'm gonna get my ass kicked. I don't know that I would have been as like all in and gung ho about it as Micah has been. And like you said, like he's up here when he's supposed to be up here. He does the workouts. He's lost a fuckload of weight. He's taking it like as seriously as you can take it as a normal dude who's going into a fucking exhibition. Uh, yeah, we have to call it that. But yeah. would you rather get your ass kicked? And look good or get your ass kicked and look sloppy? I'd rather look good, but I'm saying I don't think I have the, like, uh, I'm not responsible enough, That's which is why I'm not the guy doing it. Look, this is, this is a huge perk for Michael. Like, yeah, he might get his ass beat a little bit, but he got, I mean, I'm, we'll see. Life-changing, life-changing. This has been huge. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. you know, the transformation he's gone through, it's, uh, you know. He's building the brand. The physical he's benefits. The self-brand. <laughs> the mental benefits of uh, the transformation has got to be pretty awesome for you, so. He doesn't have a mic, by the way, so he can't actually respond to any of this. No, he just has to sit there and fucking take it. Yeah. Just listen to us talk good about him and make him feel good about himself. Must be hard. Gassing (laughs) him up. Yeah. Just fill up the gas tank. So, Christian, are you going to show up to the exhibition? Are you going to be here for that? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to be there for sure, man. Um, But I got to ask just real quick. Maybe you guys have talked about this on other podcasts, but maybe you could just give a nod or yes, maybe or no. Going into it, did you really think that you'd beat his ass? Like, like no bullshit. Like, did you? Did, and I wouldn't say beat his ass. I would say give a good fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's gonna happen <laughs> with right, no fight right, experience. Right, right. No, no, that's that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. So, but I mean, nothing, he didn't I wrestle in middle school. Nothing like that. No, man. Sean's a bad dude, but I'm not afraid. He's just a man. He's afraid of no man, and I'm afraid of no man. 
and he will not take my back, and I'm ready to compete. It's uh, it's been fun, it's been miserable, it's been all of those things, but it's uh, you know, it, it's a bucket list thing. I'm training yeah. with legit UFC yeah. fighters. I've, I'm here with with Christian doing durability classes and and shit that is really unique and special yeah. and has been very helpful. I'm doing yoga. I'm doing all of it. So uh, yeah, but going into it, you weren't like. Was was part of you like I'm gonna need to go all in on this training, or I could get killed out there? Because that's how I would have felt, mm. and it seems like that's what might have gotten you into the zone of like I got to take this fucking seriously. <laughs> it took me a few weeks to realize like, oh, I'm gonna be need to be here all the time. Okay, like the first yeah. like three weeks, I was like kind of easing into it. I'm like, oh, I'll come to like two classes, get some classes yeah. in, two jujitsu yeah. classes, two muay thai classes. Maybe cut out the ice cream I, like, I eat at night. Yeah, and then I was like, <laughs> no, I need to be here six days a week, and I need to do. I have to do yoga on Sunday and I'm going to need to be like, that's it. I haven't had a day off in in like two and a half months. So yeah, it's, uh, it's real. I've yeah. had two and a half months off and some, <laughs> so we're living completely different lifestyles right now. I'm just is, excited to see your face. The moment you step into the, the, the mat, the octagon, what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, I don't know. That? that is a good oh. question. There's not a cage of death that like drops down. Nope. Not a hell in the cell. All right, Christian, as someone who's been working with Micah closely for a few months now, yeah, and as someone who knows Sean well, apparently Dylan yeah. is running. He's taking it serious. Which is Micah's opponent. Yeah. Well, we got to talk to our guests, too. <laughs> I know. Right? Uh, you know Sean well. Yeah, yeah. A.K.A. Clementine, which is Clementine. the nickname Micah has given him. What do you make of Micah's chances? Um, Shit, man. That's like a double-edged sword here. right there. Yeah, keeping it real, though. Um, Puncher's chance. Yeah, Does I mean, still exist? I like Micah, but I'm also a, a very honest person. You know what I mean? And uh, realistically speaking, He's going I to hope you don't get knocked out, bro. Yeah. The, the, I really <laughs> hope you, like, I just really hope it just goes for a while. Like, I mean, I think you could take some shots, you know what I mean? So, so I'm just scared that there's going to be that one. The one shot. The one <laughs> that kind of just sends the crowd into, oh, it stuns them. Just him. goes yeah. to sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why it's called chump to champ, you know? Yeah. Michael was a totally normal dude who's never fought before. So, of course, there's the off chance that he gets yeah. literally murdered. Yeah. And that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, and if he gets knocked out, maybe in his own mind, he has, like, a vision of him actually winning. Yeah. So it becomes like a, a Like a rocky moment in his, in his dream state. Yeah. Arms yeah. raised. You know, but I also feel like I'm part of Micah's camp. Yeah, so yeah. It's like I can't. <laughs> You're very conflicted. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, that's a tough one. Like I, I'm gonna say my guy's good. We're going yeah. in with the, I'm sure a positive game plan. But then again, your your guy has never fought before, so true, <laughs> true. I like what you're doing here as a coach. You're yeah. uh, you're you're putting him in a position where you're challenging him exactly mentally. Yeah. Seeing who, how who knows responds. if you mean what you're saying, but you're gonna yeah. get a response. Yeah, exactly. And that's what coaching is all about. This has been coaching with Ross. <laughs> what else you want to talk about, Dylan? You, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. What what what, what else are we going to ask Christian? Here I got a question about our boy. So, durability is your specialty, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the main thing you focus on. Will yeah. you just explain to us who are uh, not in the fitness world mm-hmm. what exactly that means? Yeah. So I would say it's it's pretty synonymous with like a resilience. And like building resilience, like into your, like your physical, well, pertaining to the gym, like your physical life, right? So, a lot of the training that we do, right, like resistance training and exercise in general, is already like a it's a stress on the body, yeah, right. But if you do it to a certain extent, it could be a positive adaptation, and you'll become a better person from it, right, from in a physical standpoint. Okay. 
But there's also a point of like diminishing returns, right? Where you can kind of like push the line a little too much. And it's like, well, now it's not positive anymore. Okay. Now, like, this is kind of just like draining your system and draining your body. Overextending yourself. Exactly. Right. And so it's very, uh, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's not on a platform. It's not considered important right now. Or at least right now, it kind of is catching a little buzz, but it's never really been a, a recovery and resilience and like building longevity into your system and your body. Like, has never really been something that people go to the gym for. And that's what this is all about. And that's what this is all about. From a physical standpoint, it's like trying to connect with people and showing them, hey, let's put your body like in different ranges of motion that you're probably going to be really tight in, but that you should have access to. Right. And because of that, your joints will work more like normal joints. Your muscles and connective tissue will move as it needs to. When you fall, so I play basketball, right? If I go up and jump, come down, and I land on my ankle, like on the complete outside edge of it, it's not going to be, a, you know, a, an ankle tear. Or it's not going to be like an actual fracture. It'll be something where maybe I'm out for like a week. Because you're more prepared bruise. for it. Exactly. Right. So exactly. what does a, a typical workout look like with you? So there's like a spectrum, right? So if somebody comes in and... Um, you know, they're getting ready for like a workout, right? It'll be something that's a little bit more dynamic, but really what it'll be like maybe three or four movements. And again, each one of them won't necessarily challenge like the reps and the time aspect, right? And like the burning sensation, it'll be like, oh, my body doesn't like uh, stack, like my structure doesn't have access to these like ranges of motion that I'm trying to get out of you. And that's the challenging aspect. It's like the movement variability rather than like the intensity. Oh, this would break me. Yeah. So it pisses people off and it pissed me off when I first did it. And that's what drove me to it was because like was I was lifting all these weights. Yeah. And then like I was like trying to do these simple body weight deals and I'm like, well, I, I just can't fucking do these things. And right. These seem ridiculously easy. You know what I mean? And so it was a humbling experience for sure. But I think Micah can attest to this. It feeds into what you're already doing. And that's the whole deal. It's like, let's not stop what you're doing. Let's not stop your training. Let's just learn how we could add this in. And it's been a contribution to his training. And so when he, if he gets taken, right, not his back, but let's just say for some reason. His front. Yeah, his front gets taken, <laughs> right? His side. And, we're, and he's on the ground. And let's just say he gets inverted or something. His nervous system, we do some rollbacks in class. So his nervous system knows how to be inverted and not to like freak out. He's been going to jiu-jitsu practice. So he's okay. exposed himself to those positions. So he won't freak out. That's you know cool. what I mean? So, yeah, something along those lines. That makes sense. Thank you for the layman's explanation. Yeah. yeah of course, yeah. he's never had someone trying to punch his face while that's happened. So, well, yeah. mm. it was the first time for everything. So, you're just making the body less stiff. Less stiff, more elastic, yeah. more pliable, if you want to kind of say that. Man, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm like I, the poster so boy for the opposite of those things. So, Micah's <laughs> become an elastic girl from mm. Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even mm-hmm. know this arm of fitness existed until you just explained it yeah so that's 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 like one of the big like uh offerings right and deliveries and like certifications that we have here at like on it is for like the durability and like the longevity aspect of training and so it's really cool now and we've only been around i would say my boss is john wolf shane hines they've been doing it for like 10 to 15 years right but i've been doing it for maybe like the last five but been here the last three and a half years okay and so just seeing now like we're tapping into like collegiate teams 
like Earl Thomas and Kenny Vaccaro and all these like badass players right. are coming in here and like, oh, we didn't realize, like, again, we didn't realize what yeah. was going on. We didn't realize what the hell we, we could do in here, how to optimize our training. And they're seeing how they feel. And now they want like us to go out there and they want us yeah. to provide services for them and their team. So for those unaware, we're, I mean, we're obviously at on it Academy right now. Uh, it is a gym, but it's like a very atypical gym. I mean, you come in here and you don't see, like you go into a gold gym, for example, you see rows and rows of, you know, benches and squat racks yeah. and, you know, machines. That kind a lot of, of stuff. barbells. Here they have a lot of barbells. Maces. We had, yeah. we had uh, Liv Langdon on last week to, oh, yeah. to one of our podcasts, and she was like, well, what do y'all think of on it? I said, well, it's a pretty intimidating place. Because someone like me, I'm, I'm used to, uh, you know, a traditional gym, yeah. a gold's gym, where you go yeah. in there and you, you know, you lift your weights and you get out of there. Totally. This stuff, I mean, and yes, y'all do have some of those machines mm-hmm. here, but it, y'all have... I mean, maybe you can just talk about it, but it's it's a very different kind of workout when you're in here. It's a different totally. way of looking at it, like as a whole. Like I, I've never I've never worked out here on it, but I've been here a few times and I follow enough of their people on social media to get a full grasp of like what they've got going on, and it's uh, it's really different, and it yeah. is intimidating if you don't if you don't have any idea what you're walking into. I mean, when sure. I was here, we worked out with like 150 pounds like sandbags, right? Yeah, which is not something you're gonna do at it's, Gold's. It's very untraditional type of stuff. And I also told Liv, I said, I said, Liv, it's an intimidating place because everyone there is really good looking and in really good shape. Yeah. <laughs> the staff, yeah. everyone working out here, everybody. Ripped it's up. It's a wild place. Clementine. Clementine. Clementine, is, I mean, Your let's boy, be honest. Micah. He's ripped. Bro. He came he on ripped. this show last week. Yeah, we had Oh, him on. no way. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really enjoyable. Sitting Dang. across the table. From I was about Micah. to say, was he sitting? Okay. Oh, yeah. He's very the cool. He's kind of awkward. Yeah, <laughs> Not, I bet. He, was, he was collected, but he said once he gets in the ring or when he gets in the fight mode, he flips a switch. So I'm kind of scared for my man. Yeah, I looked him in the eye. I don't. I don't want any of that. Yeah, no, I, don't I don't want that smoke. I don't want that. Sm- <laughs> I, I don't want no smoke. I'm good. I have enough smoke. No moss. Oh shit, dude. Uh, so you said you play basketball? Yeah, you basketball. Dunk? No, I can't dunk, man. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not very athletic. Yeah, you know, you talk about all the like beefed up dudes in there and stuff. Yeah, well, I realized I was like, okay, I can't keep up with those guys. So let me pick a fucking niche. Where yeah. like I don't have to live up to that you know right. what i mean no that makes but sense. then now i surprise you know i, I could surprise some people like conditioning i'll be all right how's your euro step it's the gotta euro be incredible step? right <laughs> yeah it's pretty good i mean i'm not gonna yeah, yeah i'm not a I'm very, you're a I'm movement guy so <laughs> i feel like guy, that's bro. perfect for you that's all it is here's that's the question is. is the yeah. primal soldier lurking around here somewhere <laughs> primal soldier <laughs> and, and does he have a shirt on he's half bro he's half a myth bro he's not allowed to wear shirts that guy's wild. Dude, I, <laughs> I see, like, if yeah. you haven't seen this dude's Instagram, and most of you probably yeah, look haven't. up the Primal Swolger. Primal yeah. Swolger, not Soldier, Swolger, <laughs> and check this dude out. Tell me if you'd fight him. You wouldn't fight he's, him. Uh, so he, he's so he's what like a kettlebell specialist. Yeah, he's a yeah. kettlebell specialist, and he's ripped right now, bro. Yeah, I, as knows. if he wasn't ripped like two Before, months ago. He's extra ripped, dude. Right now, he's like he was telling me the other day. <laughs> that's that's the only reason I know. So I'm like, I like. I don't even know his actual body. name, by the way. I'm never Fuck. calling. I don't even want to know his real name. I just yeah. want to call him the Primal Soldier. Primal Soldier. I yeah. wish I went to school for like kettlebellology. Like that was kettlebellology. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that major was offered. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's a cool guy. Why is he, he extra actually, ripped right now? Uh, I think of, he was getting ready for some shoots. Oh, okay. It's getting yeah. real, bro. Yeah. It's dehydrated? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's in the sauna every I day now. I've been there. You know, I know the feeling. Uh, you got to get ready for the shoots. Yeah. And you got to uh, get extra. <laughs> get the veins cut. pumping. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to get dehydrated. <laughs> real quick, though. Uh, <laughs> soldier, he took a fight once. We had like a big, uh, 
Whitney's deal. I think he had oh yeah, the fight night. Yeah, uh, Whitney had her fight, and he fought as like one of the first people. Undercards. He had never fought before. Yeah, dude. Some dude walked in. He was like the guy was considerably taller. I want to say at least six one. He that uh, Prime was no taller than me. I'm like five nine maybe. Right. Dude gave that guy a fucking ass whooping. Really, dude. You seen him in their training, right? He just like getting it. He was in the ring, just like just fucking up. Bro, he won the fight. <laughs> no coach. But like, this guy was everybody a, had, like a trained fighter that he fought. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. So this guy that he had fought had taken fights before. Yeah, an amateur, like not you know not a professional by any means, but still he was like twenty two at that point. He wasn't like a tomato can. No, he had some experience. Damn. He had some yeah. experience. The guy was shredded. He just went primal on his ass. He just went primal. <laughs> it didn't stop. <laughs> Okay. Like from the bell to bell, it's just like he's a fucking stop. soldier, dude. I don't want a piece of the primal soldier. <laughs> nah. I know that. Nah. What a nickname that guy. He's got to shit take that Kellen Winslow clip and just be like, I'm a soldier. That's an, <laughs> that's an all time Instagram handle. Primal like, soldier. Legit. That's legit. <laughs> I don't think he owns a t shirt or a shirt at all. I've never seen him with a shirt on. Well, he just came out with a t shirt, a primal soldier t shirt. Okay. That's but the it only doesn't shirt. become activated until you start sweating. <laughs> Shut up! You're lying. And then the the primate in the back. Yeah. You're being serious. I'm dead serious. Can I, bro. Can I purchase Dude. it here today? That's, um, that's incredible. It, he's because in L. It. He's in L. A. But when he gets me, I think on his website, primalsoldier.com. We got to get these. Is shit. it really? That's really the website. Yeah. Dude, oh my this god. This is amazing. I'm buying. We're giving this guy so much free here. play. Primal soldier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got. No, this guy's like a legend. We get a kick out of his Instagram, man. If it was anybody else, I'd be like, dude, you got to send us some t-shirts to make up for all the exposure we just gave you. But dude, I'm just scared oh, he'd, he'd just he'd rip my down. fucking His Instagram, head off. He's, he's just cool like guy. throwing kettlebells around and lifting hot checks with his shirt off. Yeah. It's just stupid. That's it. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, yeah. dude, I don't even work out and I'm, I'm following Primal Swordry, <laughs> which makes no sense at all. Oh, but I'm, man. I, like, that's how fucking funny he is. You think I'm not buying that t-shirt? You're high. I know. You got to get the sweat-activated tee. Sweat the fuck out of here. The only time I'll activate it is if I have a panic attack in my sleep and start sweating with night sweats or whatever. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, man. Oh man, it's um. There's a lot to see over here. Yeah, a lot of shit it, it's a on. wild place. Yeah. It's interesting walking yeah. through here. Yeah, it is. Well, we're excited about the exhibition, obviously, to see our guy uh, have his opportunity. Any other questions for Christian in terms of durability or training or or anything like that off the top of the head? No. No, I don't think yeah. so. We were supposed to get a workout in, but I, I guess we had a, some kind of conflict, but that would have been interesting Because they're, they're shooting with men's health. Yeah, there's a men's health shoot going on here. Like I said, this is a wild place. I can't believe that you guys didn't just tell men's health, look, we've got these average nobodies who are going to come in here, <laughs> and they're going to do a durability <laughs> class, and you're gonna that's what you'll take the pictures of. Like That seems like it would have been a good photo and shoot And they just want to talk about the primal swolder the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was these four weirdos from Grand X, and they wouldn't <laughs> stop talking about the primal swolger. But seriously, Christian, we appreciate you taking yeah, the time yeah, to man, talk with course. us. Yeah. Uh, where can we follow you on social media? And for all of our listeners, if they want to, if they want to throw you a follow, where can they see you at? Yeah, so Instagram it'll be a Christian without an H, so C R I S T I A N, then underscore the durable athlete, all one word, the durable athlete. That's like cool. my company. That's a, kind of That's a lot of characters i know bro i just changed my name it fits this process yeah okay okay yeah, no, i feel you i know how it goes yeah. plus primal soldier was already taken <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah which is hard it's difficult for everybody okay where else uh facebook same thing just, oh actually not the same thing uh facebook is christian and the last name is p-l-a-s-c-e-n-c-i-a placenta yes okay i'm sure that hasn't been annoying website will be up soon 
Cool. But, yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. don't forget to check out On It for yeah. uh, all the awesome products they offer. Onit.com slash slash Grandex. Of course. What do you get 10% off all their supplements? You get a free seven-day supply of Alpha Brain. Ooh. Oh, you if know you, we're braining. You're trying to brain. Oh, we're braining so hard right now. <laughs> yeah. Also, Onit.com slash Chump. To get tickets to the actual oh, yeah. exhibition, August thirty first. Yeah. Check what? out what three episodes available now? Yeah, the hype videos, man. They're they're incredible. They're, they're not awesome. even hype videos. They're straight up entertaining. And they for are. the fight, I think uh, there's some drinks that are included with the ticket. The exhibition, Ooh. the exhibition, exhibition. Really? hashtag ex- exhibition. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can also get. Wait, are there? Are, can you get tickets to the weigh-in through onit.com/chump, or you got to go through no, our Eventbrite? That's our event. Eventbrite, okay, so yeah. we have an Eventbrite. We'll tweet it out from Backdoor Cover on Twitter. Um, and provide y'all with that. Christian, yeah. thank you again. Yeah, you're the man. Oh, appreciate yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Good you. Good times.